Hello and welcome to Advanced Practice Weekly. My name is AJ Bat and welcome to this week's programme. Today I'm joined by a special guest, Joanna Fairhurst, who is a Clinical Leadership Fellow with NHS England and NHS Improvements. Um, Joanna, welcome to the programme. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I'm a physiotherapist by background. Uh, I worked in the NHS in the Midlands for many years, uh, up until 20. 17 when I went to work for Macmillan Cancer Support I was a cancer rehab physio by background I've been part of the exec committee of uh, the professional interest group for physiotherapists working in cancer and palliative care I then had first a regional and then a national role in professional development with Macmillan and then came to work for NHS England again last year initially full-time in the NHS Leadership Academy as a clinical leadership fellow so helping to make sure that the offers that are available for NHS workers from the Leadership Academy meet the needs of clinical staff at every level and of every profession. So um, that's been a really, really interesting opportunity to work not only with AHPs from other professions, but also with doctors, dentists, midwives, pharmacists, healthcare scientists and others who perhaps I wouldn't have been working with otherwise. And I do have an additional role in NHS England as a cancer program lead in the Midlands team. Wow so a wealth of experience there so that's it's really good to have you there leading that and making sure that all of us are out there getting the right opportunities and you don't think about the sort of clinical pharmacists and the clinical um, scientists do you that you know need leadership training as well leading teams as well and it's really interesting to hear that that allied healthcare professional workforce is so huge and and these programs are also open to doctors and our medics is that right? Absolutely, yes. Our Leadership Academy programmes are open to NHS staff of any profession and um, any sector, so clinical and non-clinical. A lot of the people who come through our programmes are working in other roles, you know, business and finance and and management roles, not purely clinical. Uh, Part of our role in the clinical leadership team is to make sure that we are we have got leadership offers that meet the needs of clinical staff. But yes, of every profession from doctors and dentists, you know, pharmacists and others, as I say. Great stuff. Okay, so, Joe, one of the major Uh, reasons we wanted to get you onto the podcast today was to talk about the leadership opportunities that were available for advanced practitioners. Uh, We know historically that leadership is one of the pillars in advanced practice that practitioners find hard to hit during their training and we know that in current master's programs leadership is often um, included in the modules that people do. But if you are one of those older advanced practitioners that has been around for a while working in the advanced practice field, you may not have hit that leadership pillar yet. So the reason we wanted to get you on the programme today was to talk about the different opportunities that are available through the Leadership Academy within the NHS. So should we just have a quick, you want to give us a quick overview of what there is out there and at what sort of points we think people should be looking at those programmes that are available to them? Yeah, absolutely. So the NHS Leadership Academy has a whole range of leadership offers open to NHS staff. They are designed to meet the leadership development needs of people at every stage in their NHS career, right from new entrants. So in terms of clinical staff, that might be from pre-registration and early career clinicians right through to, you know, enhanced and advanced practice, consultant practice and beyond. And what I think is really important for learners 
is to think about where they are in their leadership journey when they're trying to find offers that are right for them, rather than necessarily where they are in their career. So what I mean by that is, as you were just talking about, if you've got somebody who is a very experienced clinician, but has maybe not really ever done any formal leadership learning, then they might want to look at more of an entry level leadership course first, something like our Edward Jenner programme, which is 100% online, or something like the NHS Horizons School for Change Agents, again, sort of online blended um, with some facilitated webinars, which just unpicks what it means to be a leader every day on the ground rather than necessarily into the more senior leader and management stuff but then there's others who you know are wanting something a little bit more advanced and then they might want to look at something like the Rosalind Franklin program right so so your level of practice isn't really dictated by the level of leadership you need to go into so if you haven't done any leadership before then it's it's very well worthwhile starting at the ground up and getting that sort of foundational knowledge? I would say so, yeah. I would say if you're somebody who is maybe very senior, very experienced, but you leadership as a concept is something you haven't really formally considered or, or had any previous training or education in, I would start at those entry-level programmes like Edward Jenner or, or School for Change Agents. Um, but if you're someone who maybe did a advanced practice master's some time ago yeah um, maybe touched on maybe did some basic leadership theory and you're wanting to develop your skills further then then maybe something like the Rosalind Franklin might be more appropriate for you but there's lots of information on the Leadership Academy website to help you with those decisions uh, and lots of very helpful people on hand who who you can talk to to help you make those decisions world um, so yeah lots of good stuff there so we'll put the, we'll put all of these links into the into the bio later on so you can click on those and access all of those. So let's take a quick look at the Edward Jenner programme. We're just going to whiz through each programme and just let everybody know what each programme is about, how much work is involved, the sort of time commitment, um, how much it costs, if there's funding available and the sort of structure of the programme. The Edward Jenner one's easy because that one is free to access. Yeah, I may. Yeah, it may be better that people get the specific up-to-date costs off the website, but they do. The more senior programs do have costs attached to them, whereas the Edward Jenner and the School for the Horizon School for Change Agents, they're both free for for NHS workers as long as people register with their NHS email address. We have had some people. You know, sometimes it's a technicality. They've reg registered with a Gmail or Hotmail account and then it doesn't recognise them as an NHS worker. Yeah, so Edward Jenner, we actually have a brand new Edward Jenner programme, um, which is um, done in two parts. It has a level one and a level two aspect to it, where level one is around really exploring the impact of self. So what's it like to be on the receiving end of me? How do I relate to other people? How do other people see me? How do I um, utilize that to influence others and to get things done? So that concept of sort of leading through relationships with others. Right. Um, and then the level two aspect of it is more about leading in a in an operational way so okay. so if I am a team leader how do I apply that in a in a team leader situation 
Um, and what I would say for advanced practitioners is don't be put off. If you read the summary on the website, it uh, describes this course as being aimed at people who are working towards their first leadership role. Um, but as I say, for me, uh, that is more around, you know, if, aiming it at people who have not done any prior formal leadership learning. Don't, don't worry too much thinking, well, actually, I'm quite senior and I, you know, do have some management responsibilities and this isn't my first leadership role. I've been a, a leader for some time, perhaps in a previous nursing role, for example. But if, if leadership concepts are new to you, then this is the right programme for you to start with. Okay. Um, to try to explore some of those ba more basic concepts of leadership uh, on, a, on a sort of everyday basis. The core principle for this and the School for Change Agents is around recognising that leadership skills are for everyone. You know, we all have a role in making things better, making things better for our colleagues, advocating for patients. Um, and leadership isn't just for people in formal management roles or assigned leadership roles. Uh, leadership skills are for everyone. Yeah, and I think historically this, you know, this has come around in probably the last five or 10 years, hasn't it, and become more at the forefront of what we do. And if you've been a practitioner for, say, 20 years, then you may have been in a leadership role without having had any formal training. So you're made a leader by, you know, by default because you're an 8A or an 8B and you're, you're now having to manage a ward or whatever, but you may not have actually been trained formally. Yeah. So when I'm talking with advanced practitioners, I find it really interesting that many often say to me they don't see themselves as leaders. Right. Um, but but they are. Yeah. They are leaders. They are clinical leaders, but they are also leaders every day on the grounds. And if um, you know, I often encourage them to look at the leadership domain of the multi-professional framework. And actually, um, you know, if you read some of the key bits um, like leading practice, new practices, leading service redesign, role modeling values on the ground, um, proactively building relationships with others. Yeah. Actually, everybody in an advanced practice role will be doing that every day and probably just hasn't thought about those things as being leadership leader. skills and the fact they've got themselves into an advanced practice role probably means they were doing those things intuitively yeah. um, and instinctively if they haven't been taught to do it um, and have got their you know have achieved that advanced practice role because to them that's just part of everyday practice for others they maybe need some help to bring these skills out and think about those things and how powerful they can be in terms of instigating positive change on the ground yeah, I think a lot of advanced practitioners work in quite a, um, a solo, you know, lonely area, especially if they're in primary care and they have a list of patients to see. They may not engage or see or engage or see other colleagues throughout the day and therefore they feel like they're not leading, but they actually are. It's just the different concepts of leadership, isn't it, that we're, that we're thinking about here? Yes, absolutely. And, and sometimes it might be... Um, challenging practices in where they work it might even be uh you know with with patients challenging uh, misconceptions or um misinformation that members of the public and people they're working with and caring for um express um you know particularly thinking about um inclusion um you know being being an ally being an advocate for inclusion um, is a really important leadership role and it's absolutely vital that everybody working in the NHS embraces that and everyone yep. does their bit every day um, and as I say many will do that instinctively without recognizing that they are taking on a leadership role by doing those things. 
Sometimes it's the speaking truth to power. Sometimes it's that standing up, uh, you know, in a team meeting, maybe challenging something that maybe they perceive somebody more uh, with more power or more senior mm. uh, is saying or doing and, and actually having the courage to advocate and to role model their values and to, to make things better that way. That's great. Thank you. That's really good to highlight all those little intricacies of leadership that people probably haven't thought of before. <laughs> okay, so that's the Edward Jenner, the Edward Jenner two part. It's a level has a level one and a level two. How long is how much time would we need to give to undertake the Edward Jenner program? The new version, the Edward Jenner three, is designed to be done you know, week by week there's new content released and it is a period of months for part one. Right. And then you know they can either go on straight away and do level two or you know they may return at a later point to do to do the level two and again it would then be a, a period of a few months but each in each case it's a few hours online per week um for those for those courses and it's 100 percent online and it's all free to access to nhs staff okay fabulous you mentioned the the horizon it's the horizon school for change agents again it is nhs and um, what's the, the the difference between the two so the school for change agents program is shorter i think it runs over a period of three weeks it incorporates a mix of live sessions facilitated webinars which are recorded, but ideally it is better if you can dial in live because then you get that interaction with the facilitators and with other participants. But it is recognised that for some folks, that's really hard to do if they're during working hours when when people are struggling to maybe get study leave to dial in. But and then there's a and then there's an online learning component as well. And that one is the whole thing is a period of a few weeks. I think it's. I'm just making sure I've got the up-to-date information. So it's three live webinars, which I think are a week apart. Um, and it covers, again, thinking about uh, impact of self on others, but it's very much focused on making changes. It's very much about how to mobilise people of every grade in the NHS, particularly those who do not see themselves as having an assigned leadership or management role to be agents of positive change on the ground. So how do we improve our personal agency? How do we build our power at grassroots level through relationships with others, for example, um, to bring about positive change? And it's full of really good examples of people who may not have obviously been seen as leaders, uh, clinical and non-clinical who have brought about significant change in the in where they work through using their own personal agency and and new power as as Helen Bevan would describe right, it. So it's a slightly different take from the Edward Jenner isn't it it's just a slightly different take on it okay, yeah that, that's really it's really good to know those slight differences to give people those they might think one's probably more appropriate for them than the other yeah and sometimes it might be about how much time they can yeah. commit. So, for example, someone who is an advanced practitioner who just wants to explore some of these concepts like personal agency and old versus new power and the power of influencing might want to look at something like the School for Change Agents because it's reasonably short and bite size and then they would maybe go on and do the Rosalind Franklin which is the bigger more in-depth leadership academy program aimed at sort of mid-career leaders uh, and so those in a slightly more senior role when you think about the spectrum of NHS careers. Okay fabulous right so we've got two programs there very accessible for our 
for our listeners. We have the Edward Jenner programme, which will, the link will be in the bio. We have the School for Change Agent Horizon programme, which is also the link will be in the bio. And they both have a diff slightly different take on leadership, but they're accessible to anybody that's out there wants to. So have a look at those links and um, click on those and have a look at the information on those websites. So the next stage up on the leadership programme, we have the Mary Seacole programme. Yes, it is. The, Mar the Mary Seacole programme is, you, it has a variety of different delivery models, but, but one of the models that works really well with that is having local facilitators and it's delivered locally in the regions for cohorts of of clinical leaders. It's been very popular among nurse education teams, for example, where they'll put cohorts of nurses in NHS trusts through the Mary Seacole programme. So again, you know, the topics that it covers that build on the sorts of topics that are covered in the Edward Jenner. Um, but I would encourage people who are interested to go on and have a look at all these programmes and have a look. There's a lot of information yeah. on the website about what the content and learning outcomes are of these programmes. Mary Seacole is facilitated by NHS Leadership Academy trained facilitators and we do have local and regional facilitators. In the past it was done face-to-face -face, usually in hospitals or, or on the ground but uh, we have now managed to move it online since COVID. It takes about six months to complete and it partially addresses the capabilities that are outlined in the advanced practice framework that there are some gaps so so people would need to then think about how they were going to fill the gaps um, if they were wanting to meet the framework fully from a leadership perspective the rosalind franklin program is the pro we've we've mapped these programs to the advanced practice framework leadership pillar and the Rosalind Franklin programme is the one that most closely matches in terms of the content mapping to the leadership pillar of the advanced practice framework. So that's useful for advanced practitioners to be aware of that that's the one where if you do that programme, you're sort of covering all those domains that are, that are outlined in the framework. However, it doesn't, cover, it doesn't carry any academic credits at the moment. Let's take a slightly closer look at the Rosalind Franklin programme, as this one looks like it's most closely aligned to advanced practice in the multi-professional framework. So, Joe, do you want to tell me the sort of rough structure and time frame of this programme? So the Rosalind Franklin programme is aimed at some managers who are sort of mid-level leaders in their organisation. And think about this as being our clinical team leaders, the senior operational managers and from the mapping work that we've done, we have found that the Rosalind Franklin programme content does map extremely closely to the leadership pillar of the advanced practice framework, which is really helpful for advanced practitioners to know when they're looking for a leadership programme. It runs over a period of nine months, around four to five hours a week. And when it was in person, it used to be eight out of office days, so eight sort of study leave days, but with then other work needed as well it does now since covid run it is facilitated online see where that goes in the future i know there's conversations at the leadership academy about to what extent things return to in-person teaching facilitated workshops and then small group work that runs like an action learning set uh, so small groups working together learners do need to have they do need to sort of have a project or something they can work on in their workplace discuss at their action learning sets aspect to it as well 
Then at the end of it, they come out with an NHS Leadership Academy Award in Senior Healthcare Leadership, which is highly recognised by NHS employers, advanced practitioners who've done the programme. They have found it was a significant catalyst in them going on to get more senior leadership roles or, or new, new roles and new jobs. Um, so it is it is a very worthwhile programme to do. The amount of time people need to you know, attach to this, isn't it? With- it is a big program. Yeah, it is a big meaty program. We're actually running at the moment where we are putting some advanced practitioners and trainee advanced practitioners through the Rosalind Franklin program this year. And then they're going to complete some additional evaluation work with us at the end, just to give us some some slightly richer data. And this does meet their leadership development needs. We know it maps closely to the framework. We have been speaking with advanced practitioners who have completed it and have found it valuable but we do know there are significant barriers to completing the program such as the cost attached to it the amount of time it takes let's report that they find really valuable about the Rosalind Franklin is being in those small group sessions with people who are from working across the NHS in different sectors so you often have clinical leaders in a set with finance leaders and and people who've come through more of a business management um, or a pure management um, journey and so everyone brings a different lens to the concepts that are being discussed and everyone brings different values and viewpoints and and they get a lot out of that environment because we know don't we that our professions we can be quite there's sort of certain beliefs and cultures and we can end up quite blinkered into a one way of thinking if we've only worked in one profession in one maybe even one clinical specialty our whole career seeing things through someone else's eyes someone who's come to the same situation but from a very different route a very different journey very different experience to that conversation can really help challenge some of our preconceptions and beliefs that we hold about things a bit stuck in in a rut can't we and, and think that there's maybe only one right way of doing something I think it'd be really interesting to be on those courses with other people from so many different backgrounds and see how they're managing different things you're going to learn so much from them aren't you which is great right so moving on so many programs and so many great opportunities for people out there to undertake aren't there <laughs> But we're going to have a quick look at the Elizabeth Garrett Anderson programme. So, Joe, tell me more. Yeah. So the Elizabeth Garrett Anderson programme is it's a two year master's programme, essentially. So as well as getting an NHS Leadership Academy Award in senior healthcare leadership, you also come out with a master's in healthcare leadership affiliated to uh, Birmingham University or Manchester Metropolitan. As I say, it does take two years. Prior to COVID, it was blocks of in-person teaching but the program is it is now possible to deliver that online with facilitated sessions over teams or, or zoom it does map strongly to the leadership framework again so for people who are looking for this really in-depth senior leadership program it does map very closely to the advanced practice framework and again certainly is very well recognized and held in high esteem by NHS employers so can open doors to the next step on your career journey but for those who are perhaps in clinical roles and see themselves staying in clinical roles it may be that you know that the two years and the sort of level of work and, and having to do that academic level leadership you know may not be what they're after um, so again, it's really important to have a think about what, where you are now, what your learning needs are now, and where you see yourself going next on your leadership journey to identify which program's right for you. I have spoken to several advanced practitioners who have done 
Elizabeth Garrett Anderson and have got a lot out of it, did their masters, their original masters, maybe 10, 15 years ago and wanted something else, wanted something new and a new challenge. Uh, and really, you know, it does rate very highly, uh, this Elizabeth Garrett Anderson programme. But we recognise it won't be for everybody. It won't be for all advanced practitioners. Right. Amazing. I mean, that looks like a, a very uh, big programme, very in-depth, and it's really going to sort of prepare you for that next level of practice if you don't, if you maybe want to move slightly more into a leadership and managerial role, I guess. Yeah. And there are some fantastic opportunities now for advanced practitioners in terms of next steps with leadership, with the formation of ICSs, for example, thinking about leading across organisations and systems. And something like this programme really could be the thing that opens those doors for you um, to step yep. into your next role. And, and I think also as well, if you're looking for that, potentially that consultant level practice, this could be something that would be really, really useful for you to, to step up and take that consultant lead post. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and the challenge for many is thinking about balancing the leadership development needs with other developing those other pillars as well. Um, and we're working in the clinical leadership team, we're working very closely with HEE on developing, you know, consultant practice uh, frameworks um, and capability programs. Uh, and these are the sorts of conversations we're having is how, how do we articulate that this step from advanced practice into consultant practice is going to be different for everybody, depending on what they bring to the table. And, yeah. and it's very hard to be prescriptive um, because everyone's needs will be different. Next one on the list is the Nye Bevan programme. Yeah, so the Nye Bevan programme is really that next step up again. So the Nye Bevan programme is the Leadership Academy Award in Executive Healthcare Leadership. And that's really aimed at people who are ready soon for senior executive and board level roles. So director of nursing, those kind of level roles. So we wouldn't imagine that that's going to be the first choice for many people working at advanced practice level, but it's something that they might want to look at in the future, you know, have it on their career trajectory, uh, that if they're interested in looking ahead to either ICS board roles uh, or trust board level roles, then this is, is the programme that will help them into that. And, and graduates of the NIBEVAN programme are followed up by the NHS talent management schemes uh, to help them into those board level roles eventually uh, once they complete the programme. Really, you'd want to have completed uh, some other form of leadership learning before you come into this programme because it does assume that you're already operating at a certain level right from the start. So you'd want to be able to hit the ground running. So it's something that might be your next step after a Rosalind Franklin, for example. Fantastic. Right, the last one I've got on my list is the Stepping Up programme, which is for the the Black Asian minority, the BAME colleagues, Stepping Up will help them develop um, their leadership and management skills. And it's a, I see it's a five-month programme. We recognise in the Leadership Academy that there are, there are certain people who are underrepresented at leadership at, in the NHS. And we're working really hard to make all of our programmes more inclusive, to make all of our workplaces more inclusive. And this programme, I mean, I, I would encourage people from every background to look at all of our programmes. We want to make sure that every cohort of every programme is inclusive. Um, but if there, there may be people who feel like they want some very specific tailored leadership support to perhaps address specific challenges that they face, 
and then this might be something they might want to look at. Amazing. Thank you so much. For all of our listeners, there's lots of information on the Leadership Academy website for which we will put the link in the bio of this podcast so please click onto that link and then you want to click at the top onto programs and then scroll down and you'll see the different banners with the different colors on it for all the different programs that we've talked about so far so that's the Edward Jenner the Mary Seacole the Rosalind Franklin the Elizabeth Garrett Anderson the Nye Bevin and the stepping up program which has specifically been targeted for the BAME colleagues and community out there that might need something slightly different with regards to their leadership training or just having trouble accessing other programs so please do have a look at all of those opportunities on that website. Joe is there anything else that the Leadership Academy can do for our advanced practice colleagues out there or, or any other of our NHS colleagues that might be listening to this podcast what else is out there for them that can enable them on their um, leadership journey yeah I feel like I mean there's so much on offer via the Leadership Academy we've sort of scratched the surface really what we've been talking about are our big flagship leadership programs maybe what you're looking for is something more bite-sized or to connect with others or evidencing your work-based learning in which case I would encourage you to really go on to the Leadership Academy website and explore the learning hub has all sorts of useful resources we've got our leadership podcast there are bite-sized learning opportunities and support for career development like exploring the leadership model that we were talking about earlier we also have project m which is a space for team leaders and managers to connect and share and learn together and you can follow that on social media but there's more information about how to get involved on the website but the really big thing that i must draw your attention to is our regional hubs the leadership academy that i work with is is the national team as part of the clinical leadership team but in every region of england we have a regional leadership and lifelong learning team as well and they do so much brilliant work in the regions and they all have their own events many of them have newsletters that you can sign up to a lot of the things they run are bite-sized sessions often over a lunchtime that maybe are a bit more accessible for people to dial into in if you've got really busy busy shifts to to fit around but there's also things like coaching and mentoring that that people might want to consider accessing either now or or in the future to help with with planning your career so whatever region of England you're in I would encourage you to make contact with your regional leadership and lifelong learning team and again the, the the place to start is via the the national website so if you go to the leadership academy website look along the top you'll see it says regional centers and if you click on that there's then links to each of the each of the regional academies so joanne fairhurst from the nhs leadership academy thank you so much for coming to the program and telling us all about the amazing work you guys are doing and all of the links will be in the bio thanks everybody take care bye